Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devaya Daris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Comedy Central. The FDA has announced that there is a nationwide shortage of Adderall. (laughs) So, if you don't have a genuine need for it, please save it for anyone who has a legitimate prescription. And if you do have a prescription, now is the time to sell it at school, kids. Cash in. (laughs) Make that money. (laughs) In international news, the superstar K-pop band BTS has announced that its members will soon begin reporting for mandatory service in the South Korean military. Yeah, which is great news for South Korea. (laughs) Oh, because their army is basically unstoppable now. There's no army in the world (laughs) that is gonna take a shot at these guys. Are you kidding me? be stupid enough to take a shot. Everyone's a fan. Enemy soldiers are gonna be like, ah, I just got stabbed by Jin. This is the last and best day of my life. (laughs) Oh, in tech news, Kanye West announced today that he is going to buy the right-wing social media platform Parler because, quote, he wants to make sure we have the right to freely express ourselves. (laughs) And thank God, because I've been waiting to hear Kanye's unfiltered thoughts on things. You just never get to hear that. You you guys ever hear of anything he has to say? So shy, so shy. All right, let's move on to some of the biggest stories of the day, starting as we so often do with Donald Trump. And I know, I know, I know when Trump is in the news, it's usually because he was caught doing more crimes, but this time, it's also because of that. (laughs) The man loves to crime. What can I say? So let's find out about his latest one in our ongoing segment, America's Most Tremendously Wanted. that after he left the White House, Trump created his own social media app called Truth Social, which is basically just Twitter, but for white supremacists. (laughs) And before you say, wait, aren't the white supremacists already on Twitter? Yes, but on Truth Social, they're verified. Now, believe it or not, (laughs) believe it or not, there might also be a dark side to Truth Social. A whistleblower is now accusing former President Trump's social media company of violating federal securities laws. 
Will Wilkerson is a former executive at Trump Media and Technology Group, which launched the Truth Social platform. He tells the Washington Post that Trump's company tried to raise capital by making fraudulent misrepresentations about its finances. The SEC is now investigating. The co-founder told the Washington Post the former president asked one executive to relinquish his shares in the company to former First Lady Melania Trump and had him removed from the board of directors when he refused. What? <laughs> Donald Trump's social media platform was reportedly engaged in shady financial gimmicks? <gasps> How? It's called Truth Social. I don't know what to believe anymore. Oh, oh. You know, one of the most interesting allegations is that he tried to bully one of his board members into giving his shares to Melania, which is just so romantic. <laughs> Yeah, ladies, find you a man who'll commit securities fraud for you. Are you kidding? <laughs> you have to admit, though, shares in Truth Social are a weird gift, you know? It, it almost sounds like Trump didn't remember until the last minute. He was just like, of course I remembered your birthday, Melania. I got you, uh, I, I got Truth Social shares. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> totally love it, totally love it. And also the tie I'm wearing. <laughs> the funny thing is, Truth Social is such a failure of a company that she probably didn't even want the shares. <laughs> you know, it, it's almost like when your kids give you that, that gift, but it's just like a piece of macaroni art for your birthday. You know, she was probably just like, oh, so cute. You think this is worth something. Thank you, Donald. <laughs> now, just to be clear, just to be clear though, I am totally on Trump's side in this story. Yeah. Yeah, it's the year 2022. If you go into business with Donald Trump and you are surprised that you got scammed, <laughs> that's on you. What were you thinking? Well, I, I know the last guy that Trump worked with almost got hanged by an angry mob, but I think I'm gonna turn out fine. I, I don't know what could go wrong. I don't know what could go wrong. <laughs> but let's move on. From Donald Trump to this year's hot new mini Trump, Herschel Walker. Georgia Senate candidates and closed captioning's worst nightmare. There are a lot of controversies swirling around Walker. His attack on absentee parents, despite being one. His opposition to abortion, despite allegedly paying for one. His attempt to become a senator, despite not knowing how many states America has. <laughs> and in his first debate over the weekend, Walker tried to clear up one controversy with a little prop comedy. At a debate Friday night, Herschel Walker responded to accusations that he has pretended to be a police officer by flashing what appeared to be a fake badge. I Gentlemen. have to respond to that. And you know what's so funny? I am with many police officers. In a new interview, the former football star says the badge is real. He says he got it from the sheriff of Johnson County, Georgia. Walker clarified it's an honorary badge. The National Sheriff's Association said an honorary badge, quote, is for the trophy case. Why make the decision right, to flash totally, it at the that debate? That is totally not true. You know, I don't know what's crazier in the story. The fact that this man lied about being in law enforcement or the fact that he pulled out a fake badge during a debate. <laughs> during a debate. Or the fact that after the Sheriff's Association said that his badge is just an honorary one, he said, no, they're wrong. They're totally wrong. <laughs> That's like, it, it almost makes me wonder, how many people has Herschel Walker arrested, huh? <laughs> is there someone locked up in his basement right now who's just like, is this a real prison? There's a foosball table in here. <laughs> He's like, it's an honorary prison. <laughs> Does he treat every symbolic object like this? 
Like people say I'm an absentee father, but if that were true, why would I have this world's best dad mug, huh? <laughs> not okay dad, not a good dad, world's best dad. That's official. In fact, I have seven of these mugs to prove it. And some I haven't even received yet. <laughs> you know, the saddest part of the story is that there are people who are gonna believe that Herschel Walker was in law enforcement because he pulled out this badge. This is something I've learned in America. If people see it, they believe it. It's the same way there were people who believed that Trump actually did step away from his company just because he posed next to a stack of empty folders. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, he's lying. People are like, why would he be lying? He's standing next to empty folders. Well, would he stand next to them if it wasn't true? Are you next to empty folders? No, you're not. <laughs> But it's honorary. Like, Taylor Swift, for instance, got an honorary doctorate from NYU this year. But you don't see her in the operating room like, well, killed another one, huh? <laughs> All right, let's get lunch and try again later. Yes, maybe I'll try brains next time instead of hearts. <laughs> uh. I will say, the one upside of this whole story, though, is there is some good news. Because this means that Georgia voters don't even need to elect Herschel Walker senator. They can just give him a certificate that says, honorary senator. He won't know the difference. He won't know. But let's move on to some criminal justice news. Right now, a right-wing militia member named Paul Bella is on trial for hatching a plot back in 2020 to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Which means every day, the jurors have to look at a man accused of an evil, heinous crime. Just imagine that, every day staring into those eyes. Are you turned on? <laughs> no, because apparently someone was. Well, a juror has been dismissed from the trial of three men in connection with the 2020 plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She was dismissed by the judge on Friday after attorneys accused her of flirting with one of the defendants. Now, the flirtatious behavior was described as nonverbal communication in the form of eye contact and smiles between the juror and defendant Paul Bellar. While the prosecutor originally pointed out the conduct, several others, including Bellar's attorney, stated that they had seen interactions between the two. The judge dismissed the juror out of an abundance of caution. God damn, first of all, congrats to this woman for finding a new way to get out of jury duty, huh? <laughs> Truly an inspiration for us all. But I, I have to say, I have to say, I'm, I'm kind of sad that they kicked off the case. Think of, think of how great it would have been when they read the verdict. We, the jury, Sentence the defendant to life with me. <laughs> I guess the real lesson here is that bad boys stay winning. This guy's literally on trial for trying to kidnap the governor. Huh? And he's still getting love. It's always like this. Every famous criminal has all these groupies who are like, is there a Mrs. serial killer? <laughs> oh, oh, there was, but you chopped her into little pieces? So you're single now. <laughs> but I, I would like to know how this happened. How did this happen? Because when you report for jury duty in America, they make you watch a video that expressly tells you what you should and shouldn't do. Please remember, while performing this sacred civic duty, it is important to avoid doing the following things. Reading about the case in the news, Going like this to the defendant. Going like this to the defendants. Going like this to the defendants. 
Thank you for your service, and please don't try to smash. Everyone watches that video. How did that happen? All right, finally. Let's, uh, let's talk about the latest news in Russia's war with Ukraine. If you've been following the war, you know that almost everybody has been helping Ukraine fight off the world's worst Botox customer. America is sending weapons. The EU is sending financial assistance. England is sending Prince Andrew. Not to help, they just want to get rid of him. But it may surprise you to know who has been giving Ukraine their internet service and how close it recently came to going away. Elon Musk reversing course. The billionaire now says his SpaceX company will continue to fund Ukraine's critical satellite service. SpaceX's Starlink internet service has been a vital source of communication for the Ukrainian military during its war with Russia. The reversal coming after exclusive CNN reporting that SpaceX sent a letter to the Pentagon warning that it may stop funding the service unless the U.S. military kicks in tens of millions of dollars each month. Musk tweeting this weekend, the hell with it. Even though Starlink is still losing money and other companies are getting billions of taxpayer money, we'll just keep funding the Ukraine government for free. You know, Elon Musk is the only person who can do a good thing, but in the bitchiest way possible. <laughs> you know, it's just like, guess I'll just keep helping Ukraine for free. <laughs> like, look, I'm not gonna even try to tell Elon Musk how to use his money, but I will tell you this, Elon, this is not how you get remembered as an inspiring figure in history, right? You're doing a good thing, but then you're saying it like that? Can you imagine if Martin Luther King Jr. had this attitude when he was trying to do his good? I have a dream, I guess. Cause I don't see nobody else having a dream, so I guess it's on me. I gotta sleep 20 hours a day cause these bitch asses don't wanna come up with dreams of their own. People be like, Martin, you wanna go to the club, but I can't. I gotta go home to sleep cause I gotta have a dream. This some bullshit, but I guess I gotta do it anyway. It wouldn't be the same. Can I tell you what I think happened here? What I think happened here is Elon Musk saw an opportunity to be the good guy and make a lot of money give the Ukrainians internet, but then over time, have the American government step in and pick up the tab. Yeah. But because they said no, now he's stuck. <laughs> he is, keep losing money or be the asshole who cut off Ukraine's internet. And I know some people think Elon is evil, but he's not cable company evil, come on. <laughs> and I actually get Elon's frustration, because think about it, think about it. Weapons manufacturers aren't donating missiles to Ukraine. The US government is paying them. So Elon is going, well, why shouldn't I get paid? And also, like everyone else, I'm sure Elon didn't expect the war to go on for this long. You know, it's sort of like when you hold the door open for someone, right? But then other people keep walking through the door, so you're holding the door for 20 minutes, and finally you let go, and then it slams some old lady in the face. She's like, ah, oh, you broke my nose! And then your boss runs up, and he's like, you're fired! And you're like, I don't even work here. He's like, not with that attitude, you don't. And now you're an asshole, and you're unemployed, just because you were trying to be nice. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. has officially announced that users will now be able to run live streams 
for adults only. But, before you get excited, the app says that nudity and sexually explicit content will still be prohibited. <laughs> Which, like, what, what, what's adult-themed <laughs> if it's not sex and nudity? And I was just like, ugh, who's ready to watch me refinance my mortgage? <laughs> the interest rates are so huge right now, I don't think I can afford to live in my house anymore. <laughs> In international news, Japan's oldest toilet, which was 500 years old, was destroyed when a man accidentally backed his car up over it. <laughs> and you know, I've heard about people trying to cover up what they did in the bathroom, but this is, <laughs> this is taking it a step too far. It's also amazing how putting the word oldest suddenly adds gravitas to something that none of us actually care about. He broke the toilet, so it was the oldest toilet. Oh no, I need to call my mom. <laughs> And by the way, if you're wondering, the oldest toilet in New York City is the subway. Um, <laughs> in some consumer news, Uber Eats has announced that they will start delivering weed in Toronto, Canada. Which is amazing. Yeah, weed delivery? What a game-changing service that no one has already been using forever. <laughs> Especially under the name Repair Guy on my phone, wow. <laughs> Let's move on to some of the biggest stories of the day. We are now in the home stretch of the midterm campaign season, which means it's almost that time of the year when you wake up on that one special morning in November and you're like, oh shit, I forgot to vote yesterday. <laughs> and with just three weeks to go, this is the last chance for the candidates and the shadowy billionaires who fund them to make their case to the voters. And as always, they're making that case through campaign ads. In fact, a record $9.7 billion worth of ads. So if you live in a swing state, basically every ad you're seeing on TV right now is a campaign ad. Yeah, by the time November comes around, you're gonna be praying to see the ads that you used to hate. No more, please, I just wanna know when Toyota Thon is on, please. <laughs> now, I don't need to tell you guys, but political ads in America can get pretty wild. They really can. And as the country becomes more and more polarized, the type of political ads that come out become more and more intense. So I figured, let's enjoy some of the latest blockbusters in another installment of Vote Demic 2022. All right, let's start our ad watch with the Republicans. Now, for this election, they want everything to be focused on three issues. Inflation, crime, and pretending they didn't hear that thing Trump just said. <laughs> so they've been running ads emphasizing these issues. You know, some of them have been subtle, but Louisiana Senator John Kennedy has decided that subtle is not his style. Violent crime is surging in Louisiana. Woke leaders blame the police. I blame the criminals. A mom should not have to look over her shoulder when she's pumping gas. I voted against the early release of violent criminals and I opposed defunding the police. Look, if you hate cops just because they're cops, the next time you get in trouble, Call a crackhead. I'm John Kelly, and I approve this message. Okay, all right, all right. First of all, nobody's gonna call a crackhead. It's 2022, I'm gonna text a crackhead. That's such a crazy way to frame things though, right? He's like, violent crime, call a crackhead. 
The senator's acting like cop and crackhead are the only two options. That's it. What about social workers? What about mental health experts? What about heroin addicts? There's a whole range, people. It's also weird for a guy who's been in office for six years to complain about crime and then campaign on it. I find that a little strange. He's like, ever since I got into office, crime has exploded. Reelect me so I can figure out what's going on. Cause I, 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 like, I don't know where this logic goes, right? Because no matter what happens, Republicans always want more cops. Crime is up, we need more cops. Crime is down, we need more cops. Like, what, what, is the plan just to keep hiring until the entire population is just cops? Yeah, that way I got an eye on me, yeah. <laughs> Maybe the solution is just to hire crackheads as cops. <laughs> yeah, because first of all, they're always there when you need them. <laughs> and say what you will about cops versus crackheads, but at least the crackhead is not gonna plant crack on you. They're keeping it for themselves. <laughs> it works out. <laughs> I know it might be a little crazy, but you gotta admit, a crackhead detective show? That sounds like a great idea for a CSI spinoff. <laughs> the victim is on the table next to the flowers that he bought for Valentine's Day. I guess that means it's time to go smoke some crack. <laughs> Obviously, Democrats have a whole uh, different set of issues that they want to emphasize. Voters don't trust them on the economy or inflation right now, so the Dems want this election to be about things like climate change, protecting democracy, and pretending that they didn't hear the thing that Joe Biden just said. <laughs> but the main issue Democrats are running on is reproductive rights. And California Congressman Eric Swalwell just put out one of the most hardcore campaign ads you've ever seen. Well. Mary Anderson? Yes? I have a warrant for your arrest. Arrest for what? Unlawful termination of a pregnancy. You gotta be kidding me. That, that is my personal business. That's for the courts to decide, ma'am. Your medical records have been subpoenaed and Dr. Landry's already in custody. No, my, my God, you, you, you can't just- You will have to submit to a physical examination. What? By who? No, no, no one's touching me. Oh, Man, turn around. Oh Put oh your hands God. behind your back. Now. Why is this happening? Love you, honey bear. We're just enforcing the law here. Elections have consequences. Vote Democrat on November 8th. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> That was intense. <laughs> you don't usually expect a campaign ad to turn into an episode of Black Mirror. What was that? <laughs> like, I actually feel bad for the shows that had to come back from that ad break. <laughs> Did you see that? Why is this happening? Mom, you'll never see your mother again. No! <laughs> and now back to young Sheldon. <laughs> Look, it is wild. It is wild how overturning Roe has upended society so much that now white women can be as scared of the police as black people are. And yes, and yes, this ad is obviously exaggerating things to make a point, but it is true that in many states in America, cops could show up at your door if you had an abortion. They could arrest you, and they could force you to have a physical examination. I mean, ironically, it's probably the only free healthcare you'll ever get in America. <laughs> and so look, I know, I know this ad was a little heavy, so I thought, you know, let's lighten things up with a, with a local campaign ad. 
for Linda Paulson out of Utah. Now, you probably look at this picture and you think, oh, there's no way this little old lady could spit fire over a dope rap beat. Well, guess what? You're right. District 12, listen up right here. There's a new name on the ballot for the Senate this year. I'm pro-religious freedom, pro-life, pro-police, the right to bear arms and the right to free speech. But in schools, they are pushing for new beliefs. And just to clarify, as a female adult, I know what a woman is. If you share my values, if you like what I stand for, then give me your vote on the 8th of November. District 12 needs a choice. Let me be your voice, Linda Paulson. Linda Paulson for Senate. I, I don't exactly know how, but I'm pretty sure that that was racism. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know if you, I don't know if you noticed this. Did you, did you notice that at some point the beat stopped? <laughs> but it stopped itself. <laughs> Like, she was so offbeat. It's almost like the beat was like, am, am I the one messing up? <laughs> wait, wait, do you know I'm here? What is happening? <laughs> yeah, gangster rap, Linda. <laughs> Unfortunately, after recording that track, Linda was hit in a drive-by shooting. Yes, <laughs> tragic, but when you're in the game, you're in the game all the way. <laughs> Here's my question. Here's my question. Who is this for? Who is this ad for, right? Because she is a conservative Republican in Utah. <laughs> nobody who supports her likes rap, and nobody who likes rap is gonna see this video and be like, man, I wasn't gonna vote for Republicans, <laughs> but her flow just can't be denied, B. <laughs> and by the way, if you are a politician who insists on rapping in a campaign video, can you at least try rapping in a style from this century? Huh? <laughs> I'm Linda Paulson and I'm here to, your shit is corny, Miss Paulson. <laughs> Get with the times, update your reference, like use a trap beat at least. In fact, the trap beat is actually better for politicians because nobody can understand what you're saying. You can just dodge any moment at any debate or any reporter. You know, just be like, Senator, what is your position on cutting Medicare? Well, here's what I do. Sit him back in the middle, I'm fat. Let him down with a mother. Sit him in my bottom of heat. Cut him out with a moment heat. Let him drop him over and get him a little bit from the back. Let him out with a mother. Let him out with a mother. And I think that answers your question. What's the move? You know what I was thinking is like. When you think about it, Joe Biden has basically been doing trap music this whole time. <laughs> Come on, man. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL has announced that for the first time ever, the league will schedule a game on the day after Thanksgiving, AKA Black Friday. <laughs> yeah. And I'm surprised that they're doing this because I thought that the NFL would be busy on Black Friday scouting 
Walmart for new talents, you know? <laughs> that grandma would just tackle that kid, let's get her a two-year deal. <laughs> also, I, I love how the league made this big announcement, like it's a genius idea. Wow, football on a Friday. Yeah, it's football. Put it on any day, it works. <laughs> it's football. It's like, ooh, sex on a Tuesday. Yeah, brilliant idea. <laughs> it's good whenever, don't overthink it. In money news, the US Mint is about to release new quarters featuring 1930s actress Anna Mae Wong, the first Asian-American to ever appear in American Yeah. Which, which is great news for representation and great news for bad tippers. Yeah, it's just gonna be like, you only tipped me a quarter? It's like, wow, okay, I didn't know I was dealing with a racist. Which quarter? In international news, British Prime Minister Liz Truss is now officially the lowest polling prime minister in British history and is now in danger of losing her job after only six weeks. Yeah. When asked for comments, she said, any woman can break the glass ceiling. I'm proud to have shattered the glass floor. <laughs> All right, let's move on to some of the biggest stories of the day, starting with the Girl Scouts of the USA. You know, the Sinaloa cartel of baked goods. <laughs> After years of struggling with falling membership and sinking revenues, one Girl Scout has stepped in with the ultimate good deed. The Girl Scouts of the USA just received their largest donation ever by a single person. Billionaire philanthropist Mackenzie Scott just donated $84.5 million to the organization. The Girl Scouts leadership says that the money will help them recover from the pandemic, which drove down membership. Scott has donated some $12 billion to charities since 2019. Thanks to Mackenzie Scott, the Girl Scouts are now bawling out of control. <laughs> Which is great, it really is great, because the Girl Scouts do an amazing job of training a new generation of leaders, providing a community. Although I will say they've gotta be careful, you know, because this kind of money could easily change your vibe. <laughs> yeah, this year they're earning badges for computer coding and rock climbing. Next year it's gonna be badges for crystal popping and tax evasion. <laughs> be like, Meredith, for discovering that the Cayman Islands are superior to Panama, we award you this. <laughs> Obviously, I'm joking, I'm joking, right? The girls are still gonna be selling cookies. They're just gonna be doing it out of the back of a Bentley now. <laughs> just like, buy them or not, we don't carry the way you broke ass bitch. <laughs> and as for Mackenzie Scott, how can you not love this woman, huh? Because she's exposing what billionaires don't want you to realize. Uh, billionaires are always like, if you raise my taxes even a little bit, how will I have the money to feed all of my private jets, huh? <laughs> but think about it, Mackenzie Scott has only been a billionaire for three years and she's already given away $10 billion, more than her ex, Jeff Bezos, has given away his entire life, his entire life. And get this, and get this, she's still a billionaire, don't forget that. <laughs> Yeah, it just goes to show how much good you can do when your main priority isn't going to space in a giant metal penis. There are things you can do. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on to some big sports news. For decades, boxing dominated the world of prize fighting. Then, MMA came along with a roundhouse kick and became a worldwide phenomenon. And now, we might be witnessing the birth of a new era. 
Slap fighting. It's become a viral sensation over the past few years. And now UFC president Dana White is starting a league. He got approval yesterday for it to be a licensed athletic competition in Nevada. His power slap league will be regulated by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. And as you can guess, slap fighting features two competitors across from one another, throwing slaps with open hands to each other's faces. Ah, the sport has been around for several years, but never regulated until now. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Slapping is about to become an official sport. And those big dudes might be the champs for now, but it's only a matter of time before the sport is dominated by immigrant moms. Feet on their couch! Feet on their couch! Ah! Ah! And you know, I don't know about you, I don't know about you, but I am excited to see how the Nevada Athletic Commission plans to regulate the rules of the sport. Like, are you allowed to flinch? You know, can I use my moves from school? <laughs> Is Will Smith the reigning champ? Is that how it works? You know, you know what I would propose? I would propose to make the, the sport more exciting. You know how in wrestling they trash talk, right, to get people going, and then in boxing they do the weigh-in where they challenge each other and they say things? What they should do for slap fighting is they should have each fighter say something first that warrants them getting slapped, you know? <laughs> Just like, I never liked your mother's cooking. <gasps> <laughs> and by the way, by the way, I like that there are more and more sports that divorced men can excel at. <laughs> huh? Getting slapped, eating 100 hot dogs. <laughs> You realize we're basically two weeks away from there being a sport that's just sleeping on your friend's pull-out couch, right? <laughs> just four days, and he's still on the couch. People, this is why he's the GOAT. Can you see this? <laughs> and before you're one of those people who's like, you know, this is a bizarre idea for a sport. Is it really a sport? Every sport sounds ridiculous when you first hear about it, all right? I mean, it's not a real sport. Every sport's not a real sport. Pick any sport, any sport, like NASCAR. Huh? Imagine that first conversation. So we're all gonna drive really fast in a big circle? Yeah, yeah. But what if I lose control and crash into the wall? Well, that's what we we're all hoping for. All right, and finally, everyone knows that the internet has made shopping easier than ever. You know, sometimes I get packages without even ordering. Yeah. I mean, sure, they accidentally put the boxes on my neighbor's stoop, but hey, it's free, I can't complain. But this year, this year, it looks like online shopping will be a little less easy than before. Well, as holiday shopping season approaches, you may find something a little bit different this year. Returning gifts may not be so easy or cheap anymore. Buyers beware. Free returns may soon be a thing of the past. The cost of returns is becoming so astronomical for retailers. Right now, they have no choice but to pass that cost on to the consumer. One reason for the new return fees is an increase in what's called bracketing. That's when a consumer buys the same clothes in several different sizes and colors with plans to return what they no longer want. The National Retail Federation reports $218 billion worth of online purchases were returned in 2021. That is more than double the amount in 2020. As a result, some major retailers are now adjusting their return policies, including H&M, which is now testing a return fee in certain places. No. No, 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 no. charge people for returns. If I want to make a rash decision on a whim and then change my mind, I shouldn't have to pay a price for it. That's the whole point of America, huh? 
that's what this great nation is about. You make decisions. I think I'd look good in this jacket. You know what? Never mind. I think I'd look good in Iraq. You know what? Never mind. <laughs> and you know who I blame for this? I blame the Democrats. Yeah. They should have codified the right to free returns when they had a supermajority. You could have done it, Nancy. I don't want to lose free internet returns. Because you realize what that means. That means we're going to have to go back to the old way. Now, you remember the old way? Where if you wanted to return a shirt, you'd have to drive all the way to the store. You'd have to wait in line, and then to look the cashier in the eye and try to convince them that the shirt was already burnt when you bought it. <laughs> Balenciaga made it like this. Actually, you know, you know what? I blame the clothing stores for all these returns in the first place. Yeah. We wouldn't be forced to order all these different sizes if each clothing store didn't choose to have their own sizing system. In some stores, oh, you're a medium. Then you go to another store. Now you're a six. Then in some stores, they're like, if you're usually a medium, you probably want to go with a large. Then just call it a large. <laughs> Our sizes run small. Then why don't you make that a medium? What are you doing? <laughs> Can you imagine if I owned a pizza store and you ordered a large pie and then I came out with one slice and I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you, our pies run small. <laughs> I bet you now that conversation would end with a championship slap fight. <laughs> now that pretty much everyone has gotten through COVID at least, what, seven times, scientists are wondering what that's doing to our bodies. And the answer is not great. We have some more concerning news now about the long-term impact of COVID-19. A study shows that it speeds up aging. An epidemiology expert from Washington University in St. Louis studied long COVID's impacts on your organs. In his research, he noticed patterns indicating the kidneys, the brain, and the heart all age faster after about with the virus. Yeah, that's right. Researchers say COVID can cause your organs to age faster than you are. I'm not even sure what that means. <laughs> I guess you turn on the TV to watch Euphoria and your kidneys are like, what about blue bloods? Come on. <laughs> no, but for real, this is disturbing news. Fighting COVID is so difficult that it ages your body parts. I mean, that is a great excuse for the next time you can't perform in bed though, you know? <laughs> Baby, you gotta understand, my penis is like 85. <laughs> And this is the scary thing about COVID. Because it's a novel virus, we still don't know what the long-term side effects might be. And what sucks is that it's always gonna be bad. We know it's always gonna be bad. Like, viruses never have good side effects. News anchors are never like, breaking news, we're learning now that nine out of 10 people suffering from long COVID get those sexy V things. This is hot. <laughs> now, if we had more time, we could talk about the long-term strain COVID is gonna put on the medical system or how weird organs are in general. Like, why do we have so many? Why don't we just have one big one that runs everything? But we can't get into that important medical discussion because while COVID keeps coming up with new ways to attack our bodies, the virus of Russia, Vladimir Putin, has found new ways to attack Ukraine. Well, tonight, a third of Ukraine is without power after Russia destroyed power stations in the last eight days. President Zelensky says Russia has thrown the country into massive blackouts and is urging his nation to brace for a tough winter. For the last month, Russia has targeted Ukraine's electricity grid, especially substations that serve as junction points between cities. Just yesterday, Russia unleashed these, a swarm of kamikaze drones to dive bomb energy facilities throughout the city. Yeah. After being beaten back by Ukraine's forces on the ground, Putin has now resorted to using kamikaze drones. Caddy bitch. 
And you know, if this doesn't prove that Putin's strategy is failing, nothing will. Because you never need to use kamikaze when you're winning, you know? It's like any time you see someone rushing somewhere with their hands full of paper towels, you know things are not going according to plan. <laughs> oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. And by the way, also, can we stop calling them kamikaze drones? Right? If there's not a person inside, it's not kamikaze. Right? That's just ghost riding the whip. <laughs> and kamikaze's from Japan. So this is a war crime and cultural appropriation. So you're canceled, Vladimir Putin. Yeah. Let's see if Twitter will do what the UN could not. By the way, an interesting detail in this story is that Russia had to buy these drones from Iran, which kind of makes you question their military might. Right? You're supposed to be one of the most powerful militaries in the world, but you ran out of shit already? <laughs> like, you realize America never runs out of weapons. Never. America has so many weapons, sometimes it'll sell weapons to countries that it's gonna fight just to make space, you know? We're like, all right, here you go, Iraq. All right, now let's do this. Pew, 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 pew. Now, if we had more time, we could talk about how Russia's access to weapons from other countries reminds us that the global sanctions aren't as global as we think because they still have ties to Asia, South America, and the Middle East. Or we could talk about how this Ukraine war is complete, completely derailing not just Ukraine, but also Europe's economy and their energy supplies. But we don't have the time to get into that because while Ukraine is in turmoil, there's another country in Europe that somehow is in even more of a shit situation today, Great Britain. <laughs> and that's one story we definitely need to make time for. Breaking across the pond, a political earthquake, just 44 days. That is how long Prime Minister Liz Truss was in office before resigning just in the last few hours. I recognize though, given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. This makes Truss now the shortest serving prime minister in 301 years. God damn, Britain, another prime minister? Another prime minister? <laughs> and this one only lasted 44 days. <laughs> Boris Johnson had COVID parties that were longer than that. <laughs> you realize how hard it is to get tired of somebody this quickly? Usually politicians get a period of time where you like them first and then you hate them, but Britain hated Liz Truss basically from day one. Imagine being on a first date. On a first date with someone and they're like, oh, I'm so sick of all your shit. <laughs> like, but we just met. It's like, I know and I'm suffocating. <laughs> Actually, if this was a relationship, I feel like at this point, Britain's friends would be sitting down with it like, listen, honey, you've been through four prime ministers in six years. They can't all be the problem, huh? <laughs> I'm just saying maybe it's time to turn the vote of no confidence on yourself, yeah? <laughs> In fact, for the next prime minister, maybe, maybe the UK should take things a little slow. You know? Yeah, I, I, this is chaos. For the next one, maybe, maybe don't put a label on it. <laughs> so much pressure, the prime minister. Maybe just have them be the person who lives at 10 Downing Street. In fact, <laughs> don't even live there. Just sleep over here and there, you know? Yeah, then maybe leave a toothbrush behind, you know, and then, then they get a drawer for their clothes. And then when you're sure that this is the prime minister for you, then you bring them to meet your friends at the G7. How about that, you know? And you're like, yeah, yeah, we're a thing now. We're a thing. Oh, and by the way, remember, the reason Liz Truss lost her job 
is because she came into office making worse decisions than a company's social media manager during Black History Month. Terrible budget plans, firing finance ministers, going back on her own policies, sending the queen to meet Jesus. Things were going so badly, so badly, that the British press trolled her with vegetables. In a sign of just how tenuous her standing was, and perhaps how brutal UK politics can be, a British newspaper began tracking a head of lettuce to see if the embattled truss would last longer than the produce, and it did. Yo, that's humiliating. That is humiliating. Imagine being so bad at your job that you lose a joke contest. Because at first, people were like, ha ha, I bet she can't last longer than a head of lettuce. And then by the end of it, they were like, should the lettuce be prime minister? (laughs) And maybe the lettuce will be the only one that wants the job. Because right now, Britain's parliament sounds more chaotic than a family reunion at Herschel Walker's house. Yesterday was a shambolic day for her. We heard early in the day that her interior minister, the Home Secretary, Suella Braveman, had resigned over an issue over improper use of her emails. And then later in the day, we heard that she had, in fact, been fired. And then there was a vote in the House of Commons, which descended into chaos. Some lawmakers alleged that government officials were actually physically pushing them, intimidating them into making decisions that they wouldn't otherwise have made. One lawmaker even alleged that some MPs were crying in the toilets of the House of Commons. What a shit show. <laughs> Did you hear that? People were shoving each other, crying, swearing, quitting, unquitting. It's almost like the whole government turned into a high school drama club rehearsal. <laughs> I mean, members of parliament were crying in the toilet. Multiple members of parliament. Like, how many? <laughs> what, what, was there a line? You know? There's people like, are you almost done in there? Are you almost done? Other people are waiting to cry too, you know? It's coming out, hurry, it's coming out! (laughs) It's actually too bad that this happened in Britain and not in Japan because, you know, at least Japanese toilets are so advanced, they can can probably actually help and console you, you know? (laughs) There, there, Trevor, you're doing the best you can. (laughs) Thanks, Toto. (laughs) Don't forget to wipe. I remember. (laughs) Wiping is very important. Remember what happened last time. Shut the up, Toto! Just shut up! Shut up, you're not helping. No, just shut up, Toto! You're not helping. (laughs) You know. (laughs) The craziest part, the craziest part of this whole story is that. Liz Truss only became prime minister because Boris Johnson was embroiled in so many scandals that he was forced to resign. That's the only reason she got the job. So you'll never guess who might be replacing her. The big issue, though, for the Conservative Party and for this country is that no one really knows who's going to be able to replace her. There are a number of names uh, in the mix, including, I have to say, uh, Boris Johnson, who's currently on holiday and on vacation at the moment in the Caribbean. There are a number of Conservative Party members who are calling for Boris Johnson to return to the helm. I went to my constituency at the weekend, and the strong message that I got was, bring back Boris Johnson. Some supporters and some allies of Boris Johnson say that he may throw his name into the ring, which would be pretty remarkable since he was forced out by scandal just six or seven weeks ago. Oh, that's right, people. Old Boris Johnson is looking pretty good right now, isn't he? Not physically, of course. Physically, 
Oh, he looks like a Pomeranian who got stuck in a dryer. Politically, though, people are like, he's not bad. Here's an honest question, though. Britain, are you, are you guys really gonna put Boris back in office? Boris, Scandals, Johnson? There is nobody else who could do this job. Nobody in the entire country? Like, what about Paddington? Everybody loves him. <laughs> With that voice, he could even have bad policies. No one would care. I want to burn all the migrants. Aww. <laughs> you crazy tyrants. <laughs> now, look, if we had more time, we could try and figure out Britain's next top minister, or we could place bets on how long they would last, but we don't have the time because we have to go to an ad break that is probably going to last longer than Liz Truss. Before we go, I just wanted to remind you, please consider supporting the Violence Intervention Program in New York City. They work within Latino communities to end domestic and sexual violence by providing emergency shelter, advocacy for long-term economic stability, and healing for survivors and their children. So if you want to support their work, then please donate at the link below. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central, and stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand-new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Diva Darce. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because... Even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.